It's with a really heavy heart and trouble I'm going to speak to you tonight. One of our non-vocational elders, John Griffin, has been arrested and charged with child pornography. The elders have known nothing about this until this morning. John is a what we call a lay or a non-vocational elder. He's not a paid staff member, but he is one of our elder pastor staff. Our goal tonight with each and every one of you, those who are watching from home, is as usual to tell the truth, be transparent with everything we know. So here's what we do know. We know John was charged with felony accounts. We do know the charges only deal with internet-related crimes. These are charges, not convictions. Some of you have already heard our phones as elders have blown up with the stuff that's on the media already. We can't stop that, even the bad wording that was on there. There's a danger in social media. I warn you over and over with social media. Christians are way too involved with it. Be careful. But I want you to understand, here's also what we know. No one has spoken with John as of right now. No one. Not his wife. Not a lawyer. Not any of our pastors. Not one person that we know of has spoke with John. Only the police. We have not heard John's side. We do not know. We, we know nothing. And we are careful. Proverbs 18, 17 says, the first to plead his case seems right until another comes and examines him. We have not been able to examine John. We know there's probably media watching tonight and we want to be clear with some things. We want parents and people to understand. John mainly worked with our seniors he was always in care ministries like foot washing and caring for people's feet. He worked with our elderly. And we need people to know our Riverbend has such a high priority of safety and protection from our youngest to our oldest. We have check systems for our parents and children. None of our teachers work alone. Pastors have windows on their doors. We, we're very extremely careful with all that we do. John did not have an office here. He, he was a lay pastor. We know that there are concerns. People are concerned with their children. And we think you're right. Those are great fears when you hear this kind of charges. 
But let me say again, I want to make sure this is clear, our goal is transparency with everything. We as elders would never, never cover up something that we would know. We seek to know the truth. And we will do our own investigation in time. We will, be, we will get to John. Several of us have spoken with Faye. We've had pastors and their wives ministering to her. Her nieces, they're now with her. She is absolutely overwhelmed with the charges. She told me personally that she has never, never in all their years of marriage seen anything in his life that would verify anything like this. She's broken. Her heart house has been ransacked. Everything's been taken. You can only imagine what he's going through. Furthermore, no one in our ministry has ever suspected anything. I think one of his best friends is Pastor Jerry. I just got done speaking with Jerry. I said, Jerry, ever, have you ever seen anything? He says, I've been on vacations with the man. I've countless times out. I am not pronouncing guilt or innocence. I don't know. I am not God. John went through an intense elder process. And if you speak to any of our elders that are in that process or going through it, you realize how in-depth we go. I'll never forget the interview with Faye. Sat in my office with the elders around her as she gave testimony to her husband as we asked her question after question. There's nothing in this ministry that we know of right now unless somebody else can come forward and say something that they know right now is at this moment. We know of nothing. And we would never conceal anything that was sinful, illegal, wrong ever in this church. We would deal with sin. You know that's how this church operates. This is all we know. Again, no one has talked to John. As far as we know right now, he sits in a cell and he's had no communication with his wife or any of the pastors or anyone. Our concern tonight is twofold. It's first ministering to faith. If you... If you know Faye, we encourage you to get a hold of her. She's difficult to get a hold of. They've taken everything out of the home. Only she can chat her home phone. And we have people that she is staying with for protection. And believe me, she needs protection tonight because they put addresses out. Pray for Faye. Pray for protection. Pray for John. We have no idea what the truth is. 
And it's so easy, so quickly. People have called already and said this and said that, and nobody knows. One of our pastors said today, you're guilty on social media before you ever have a chance. I'm telling you, be careful with social media. It is dangerous, and it's going to haunt the church someday. Pray for our pastors. We have been scrambling. We have papers calling us, news people. We have all kinds of things going on, accusations. We want to be transparent and protect our church. That's our jobs. We're shepherds. And the world doesn't care about the church, neither does Satan. And so we know we have to protect the church. And that's our job, so pray for us. Pray for yourself. Pray for the body of Christ here. Gossip is a terrible thing. It happens so quickly. It's so hurtful. The news is already out. The press and social media have put it all out there. And we ask you, we encourage you to withhold judgment, not gossip, till we know the truth. John has been, at least for now, removed from eldership. He's, he's not, there's an issue of above reproach right now, so I think you understand that. But we will wait to withhold judgment. God has a process in the Bible to deal with sin, doesn't he, for Christians? And we will walk through that process just the way God intended us to do it, if, if in fact there is sin. But this is a time to strive for unity of the body of Christ. And there's only a, a small portion of our church here tonight. Some of you are watching at home, and I'm begging you, elders are begging you, strive for unity. Satan hates this church as well as the entire church of God's. But his goal is to destroy it. So we beg you to strive for unity. Don't gossip. Don't create fear. Love faith. Love one another. And pray. Pray. I'm begging God this is not true. Pleading with him with every fiber of my being. But if it is, we need wisdom. We need discernment. We need protection. I want to take you through a few passages of scriptures because I don't know where else to go but the word of God. That's all I know. The world doesn't have the answers for us. And so I want to look at a few passages of scriptures just to remind myself and I hope it will encourage you Psalms 27, I'm going to be in just this neighborhood in the Psalms, so we'll just move through a few of these. Psalms 
Psalms 27, verse 13. Clinging to this verse. I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord. Somehow God will bring good. Verse 14, wait for the Lord. That's what he's asking us to do right now. He's asking us to wait on him. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait on the Lord. Psalm 33, verse 20. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart rejoices in him because we trust in his holy name. Let your loving kindness, O Lord, be upon us. We need it, don't we? According as we have hoped in you. Psalms 34. Starting with verse 15. The eyes of the Lord are towards the righteous. And his ears are open to their cry. face of the Lord is against the evildoers to cut off the memory of them from the earth. The righteous cry and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He keeps all his bones, not one of them broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems the soul of his servants, and none of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. Psalms 42, verse 5, why are you in despair, O my soul? Why have you become disturbed within me? Hope in the Lord. For I shall again praise him for the help of his presence. Lord, we need you. Verse 6, oh my God, my soul is in despair with me. Turn to the New Testament, Ephesians chapter 1, excuse me, chapter 4.
Chapter 4 is a great verse or section on unity. Paul writes here, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, that's when he saw himself as a prisoner, employ you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called. He's imploring the church, walk like you're saved. Don't walk like the world. With all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love. Be diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There will be many conversations in the coming days. Will you be diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit? Will you speak only truth, you know, things that you do truly know, not gossip in any way? One more passage that we have been in through these last year quite often is Philippians chapter 4. Verse 6, as though the word can hear and feel my anxious heart. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to the Lord. We're going to do that just in a moment here. And the peace of God which surpasses all comprehension will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We need God's peace. We need his protection of our hearts, don't we? And our minds. Mind can run, can't it? Verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is anything excellent and anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. I have no ever, no more information to give you. I've told you everything we know. And we're working hard trying to find, get to the bottom of this. And so all I know now is do is pray and beg a God who knows everything. There's nothing hidden from him. Everything lays bare before him. And so what I'm going to do is ask you to pray. Just where you're at, just with a few people around you, person sitting next to you, just pray. We're begging you to pray. And I don't even know how to tell you to pray, but I know the Spirit groans for us. I know to pray for Faye. I know to pray for John. I know to pray for our church. I know to pray if, if there's any victims in this, we have to pray for them. I, I think those are the things we pray for. So when we're done, when you're praying just after a little bit, Hayward's going to lead us in a song. We're going to sing it as a prayer. And then I'm going to come up and close, and then the elders are going to be, I think we're just going to kind of spread out. Just come talk to us. If you need to talk, we have nothing to hide.
we'll do our best to help you with something. If you have something to disclose to us, we need to hear it, come tell us. Because right now we know of nothing. So we need your help. But now we pray. Will you now sit next to somebody and pray together? And then Hayward and Andrew will lead us here in a moment.
my one defense, my righteousness. Oh God, how I need you and my one defense. Oh my one defense, my righteousness. Oh God, how I need you. I read this week in my Bible that it says that if you're a friend of the world, you're not a friend of God. I think one of these good things that comes from these very difficult things is you have to examine your own life. And let me say this, you're a fool if you don't when you come against this stuff. If the world walked in that door and it said, where's my friend? Who would it sit next to? Where are we too friendly with the world? Where's our minds and our hearts? Our last church, I took over for a fallen pastor. And as I met with them through the candidating process, they wanted to tell me how angry they were with the pastor who did that to the church. He had fallen morally been dismissed. And I never forgot my answer to them. I said, it scares me. It scares me what we're capable of doing as Christians. I don't know if John's innocent or guilty. But I do know my own heart. And you know yours. Who would the world come sit by tonight? This is a gut check, isn't it, for us? As elders, we're going to go into my office and weep and meet. Try to figure out how we're going to shepherd the church through this. People are going to want to leave. All kinds of things happen when this stuff comes. But it's not our church. It's Christ. And so, we're going to cling to him. He's going to lead us to righteousness. Because that's what he does. I want to say it one more time. On a public record, we are transparent with everything we know. We hide nothing. We seek the truth. That is the goal. God protect our church. Father in heaven, we humbly 
on a crawl come before you. We don't understand your ways at times, Lord. You told us they're not like our ways. Your thoughts aren't like ours either. You do things different than we would do them. But Lord, you're perfect in all that you do, and we believe that. We lay our lives in your hands. We lay Faye in your hands. We lay John in your hands. And we certainly lay this church in your hands. Help us, Lord. We need you. Protect us. Give the elders wisdom, discernment. Cover Faye, Lord. Hold her close, Lord. She's so broken. She needs your love. She needs your people's love. God, we pray for John. Lord, if he's guilty, bring him to repentance. If he's not saved, save him. Lord, if he's innocent, vindicate him. Free him, Lord, if he is not guilty. But only you know these things, Lord. And we pray you'd bring this about. Lord, protect this ministry. Protect our seniors. Protect our, our working class here. Protect our children and our babies and our youth. Protect your church, Lord. It's yours. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.